Amen. And uh, I'm really grateful that we have this time at this wonderful prophetic time. I believe a lot of things are coming together. Prophetic vibrations from the Lord. There are certain things and certain seasons we go through that we go through it personally and then certain things we go through corporately. I'm so glad that we are meeting at this time just three days before Thanksgiving. And it's the Lord, the people of United States, people of this land, coming together in different ways, breaking bread together as families, as households, as friends. But it's in the mode of thanksgiving. We are grateful for small things, but above all, we're grateful for Jesus Christ and that he makes us one. We come with various gifts, with various histories. We've had our ups and our downs, but we can stand together and say, Lord, for all your blessings, we turn to you and say thank you. So as a church body, we want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for each other. Thank you for our children. Thank you for the grandchildren. Thank you, thank you. So I want to read from Psalm 103. Excuse my cough. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Say, we bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. <coughs> so, list them. List them corporately, list them personally. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. <coughs> and... So we have weaknesses. And I often said, we make mistakes. About all, we ask the Lord for forgiveness. We ask where it's appropriate. We ask your forgiveness. And basically, the Lord made pretty, makes, pretty much makes it clear. If you want to be forgiven by him, you better be willing to forgive others also. And so, often, I don't know about you, I often get visited by the spirit of dumb. And if it's not the spirit of dumb, it's the spirit of chicken. 
And uh, <laughs> I remember when I was getting married. And people said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm trying to overcome the great chicken. And so sometimes, and it, there was some reasons, of course, I'm so glad, so proud of the Lord that in his mercy, he gave me an awesome, awesome partner. But we are all on an adventure together. But in this, at this hour, we want to say, he is the one who has forgiven our iniquities, who has redeemed our life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, <coughs> who satisfies your mouth with good things. That we can certainly say, because as we go look forward to Thanksgiving and all the wonderful things. Hopefully you can have it maybe the leftovers two, three days. But that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And he is the one who f fills our mouth with good things. I want you to notice here that in these first several verses, there's not one word of prayer or appeal. He's, he's just thanking the Lord for the awesome, awesome benefits that we are receiving, have received, and will continue to receive. The Lord executes red righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He make known his way unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our own sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above all the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he renewed our transgressions. <coughs> Sorry. He has removed our transgressions. And so, anyway, Um, yeah, hold on. In this very pregnant pause, I would just like to add in Please the line so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. And uh, may he do so for each of us. That's Amen. And, and really that it, it is. I mean, as you live, you know, through the seasons of life and get more uh, road miles and all of those kind of things, it's really unique how for believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit and walking 
in fellowship with the Lord and with his saints, the reality is there is something in us as we grow older that actually seems to grow newer or younger or more full of zeal for the Lord and for the things of the Lord and for the grace in our lives to be a part of his great redemption narrative. And I think one of the things that enriches that, obviously, is seeing a generation coming after us and our children and then our grandchildren. And there is a, a kind of fire that builds in you of recognizing what is true and what is good, what is of value. And that's part of the thing that makes you all the more like a zealous young warrior to uh, carry on and, and be faithful. And as even this week, but the last several days, I've prayed for people and had to give some input. And a couple of situations that, that they were going to have to go through surgery. And I encouraged them to keep an atmosphere in their heart and around them of thanksgiving. Be thankful. And as you start giving thanks, it'll put you in good humor, if I can say it that way. So don't let depression and anxiety come over you or try to define you because it reminded me of very real and I apologize for having to just uh, sharing personal things but this was very important that I make the right decision and a lot of supernatural was involved and this was a notable year that was in 2001, not a space odyssey. <laughs> but I was in England, and you have heard a lot of the nat national health, a lot of critical things. But you have, when you have a serious challenge, I'll tell you a lot of those criticisms, they're not right. Anyway, I found myself, of all things, first in Ireland, in Dublin, preaching. And uh, they even gave me a tour of the Heineken. No, Guinness. No, Guinness, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm wandering. Anyway, I wandered back to Ireland. Going to all the world. Yeah, but... They gave me a tour of Guinness. Now, I, I was not feeling too well. And, but I got the history of the Guinness family. And there were the Irish. I don't know how many of you have an Irish background. Yeah, I, I love Irish people there. They have a lot of sense of humor. and They're, they're poets at heart, most of them. And uh, so the Guinness family, for example, I found in that museum and all that, um, 
that were very Christian people. And they found the Irish love whiskey. And they wanted to invent something that would be a substitute for the whiskey. And so they, had they put together this beer called Guinness. Just an aside, your life was lacking since you did not know this. Uh, but In other words, to deal with the rash, unbridled drunkenness that had overtaken much of the society, these Christian people were looking for a way for people to be less drunk. And they came up with Guinness. And if you've seen some of the old um, advertisements, the byline for the product is <laughs> Guinness is good for you. Guinness is good for you. And became something for many years that actually was prescribed by doctors for pregnant women, purporting it to be high in vitamin B and other things. That's right. And you should have drunk more. <laughs> Just for the health of the children, I mean. Oh, oh I see. That's what we're talking about. Well. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. And then <laughs> I, the next day, I had to go go to England. I had to do, and on my way back home, and I was struggling going through the airport and leaning against the walls of Dublin Airport, and uh, got on the plane, and when I landed in London, I told him. I don't think I can go home. You better take me to the doctor. And uh, they took me to the emergency doctor. And he, well, the doctor, and he said, you're not going home. I said, to the U.S.? And he said, no, I mean, right now. They're going to take you right now to the uh, uh, hospital. And they did some tests on and me. And if I could interject... In the telling of this story, you would say, um, I, you would say, uh, I don't feel led. That's right. And the doctor told you that if you didn't do it in 24 hours, not only would you not be led, you would be dead. Correct. And then suddenly you were led in a different led. direction. I, I really didn't want to stay anymore. I needed to go wanted to be home. And uh, I'd, several days I'd been in England. And it was wonderful, but when the, the head surgeon came, and in, in their habit, you know, if we can get one doctor to see us, <laughs> we are a blessed people in America. In Europe, it's wonderful. They, they had the chief surgeon, and he had four other doctors, surgeons with him. And the head surgeon told me, we've got to go put you on anesthesia, do the surgery in a few hours. I said, can it wait? Can he said, you can wait. You'll be dead in the next 48 hours. So I said, I feel led <laughs> to go through the surgery. Anyway, <coughs> they went and operated on me. There was a blockage. 
in from an ancient surgery and there was scar tissue. Now I just want you to know that it is important as the Lord's anointing be here that there are emotional scar tissues we we carry often. There were wounds in the past. And you you want to make sure that you take care of the scar tissue. Often uh, we don't take that opportunity and God gives us every week that time frame where we go to communion where part of it is to remove <coughs> the scar tissue. I had scar tissue from an ancient surgery that I had in a small little town in West Texas when I was just a sophomore in college. And I mean, it was a rinky-dink place. The doctor was a witch doctor. Oh. I mean, at least, I mean, he could have been. He was, I mean, he left a lot of junk. I'm glad they didn't find knives and uh, scissors. stuff, scissors inside. But they went in, did the surgery, and I often say, I mean, I have a scar from here all the way to Mexico, and uh, for an offering of 500 no, plus, I, I will so. let you see my scar. No. Um, no. But uh, no, we won't. They had to. Part of the thing they said is they had to give me make a artificial. I'm revealing stuff here. You don't really need to know, but why not? Uh, they made an extra hole in my intestines, and they said, Your, this wound needs to be healed on its own, naturally. So we'll leave you open. So can you open? I mean, they'll cut you open. And they kind of put tapes and all of that. But that's it. You go home. And it, your body kind of heals over inside out for several for weeks. So but the thing was, while I was going through surgery, uh, they're supposed to attach uh, an Thing, a little thing, gadget that pumps in anesthesia. But when I walk, woke up in the re in recovery room, that whoever was in charge had forgotten the place in the wrong place. So I was not getting anesthesia where the wound was concerned. So I woke up with screaming agony. And I so remember being in the all alone in the recovery room. And I cried out to the Lord. It says in the word, I cried out to the Lord. I'll tell you, I cried out to the Lord. And the Lord heard me. And he started singing a song to me. Can you, 
I'm saying, Lord, I'm in pain. And he started singing a song. But that song came and enveloped me and totally took away the pain. And Sister Ruth Heflin had passed away a couple of years before, something like that. And I guess he must have turned to her and said, I've sung enough, you take over. And I heard her voice singing over me in the recovery room. And as the Lord was singing, I was getting drunk in the spirit. And I started laughing. And as Ruth was singing, I was, I was laughing again. And you know where it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And in the laughter, I was see everything turned funny. Now here I am. My tummy is open. I'm just coming out of surgery. And I'm laughing. And that joy and laughter and fun did not quit for two years. When the Lord does something, it's... And I was so... I woke up with that tube now. Uh, that extra hole. That your digestive system would have placed to go back and forth, whatever. And in a sense, I would wear, have to wear this baggie for a few months. So I just want you to know, uh, as I was praying for these situations that go through surgery, I remembered what I had to go through. And the thing was, I looked at my little, I had to wear these baggies for four to five months, whatever. And I would laugh every time I would see the baggie. And it was, for me, it was funny. <coughs> Excuse me. So I would, when I came home, I was happy to see Bonnie and the little ones. And I had to wear the baggie. I travel different conferences. Now to have this baggie, and from time to time, the gas would come out. And it would make a noise. And I, I interpreted the, the noises. They were prophetic noises. And so I literally, when I would have to pray for people, lay hands on them. I would say, you want me to prophesy over you or you want my baggie? Because uh, it would make these noises. And in that, is that true? Uh, the thing I'm trying to make point is that laughter and joy and thanksgiving just overwhelmed me. Because the Lord had come in I could have died right there in that day in England. And of course, the surgeons. The, by the way, when the head surgeon came and examined me, he left. And all the four other surgeons were there. And I said, uh-oh, they have the bad news for me. And I, they kept me a little unconscious. When I got consciousness, they were, 
all four were there, two on one side, two on the other side, and they were smiling at me. I said, uh-oh, here comes the bad news. And they bent over me and said, Pastor Mahesh, we have read all your books. Can you sign our autograph? And the British really believe in autographs. And so I had to sign. I, was, I had these tubes coming out of me. And I, had, I said, okay. And I signed their, their names. I mean, my name to them. <laughs> anyway. And uh, I was in the recovery. I had to stay still pretty much in my bed uh, for six days. Then I, on the seventh day, they made me walk. And I couldn't tie. I remember I couldn't tie the strings. You know how they give you a gown in the hospital? And I couldn't, the, the scars here, I mean the open wound, wouldn't let me go stretch and, and tie the ties behind my back. And so I was open in the back. And then they told me, walk. So I walked through the hospital. And all the nurses were looking. And they looked at, you know, it says in Isaiah, and the glory of the Lord was in the back parts. Uh, and I, I mean, many of them, they looked, saw my back parts and were called to world missions, I think. Anyway, I mean, it was global. Uh, then they put me in the hospital next door, which was for the royal family and all the big counts and all of that, supposedly. And uh, because I had an American insurance. Anyway, the atmosphere of joy and thanksgiving stayed with me for two years. And I, I found everything funny. But in this hour, as we are looking at Thanksgiving, I wanted to share the story because I literally had, was in danger of dying, not being able to ever. I was in England. I would never, as far as I knew, I could, would, may not be seeing my wife or my kids again. And yet the Lord came. And the joy of the Lord overwhelmed me. And I found he's so more real than real. He is really, this word is not theoretical. You walk in the truth. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of the Lord, the word of the Lord. In Christ Jesus. And the Lord comes alongside. Confirms it. And heaven is so real. And of course, the healing came forth. And uh, they had, there was a special surgery I had to go through. The, they connected all the tubes. And you know, you may think Going to the bathroom is a pain, and uh, I've got to go to the bathroom. 
you better be thankful that you are able. For the first time I was able to go, everything worked fine. I was thanking the Lord. Yay! Celebrating, dancing before the Lord because things were working fine. So if every little thing gives you the reason to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. And the, I mean, I could add in a few things, but I won't for reasons of time. I do have a certificate, Thank you, framed Jesus. award and certificate for the day that I preached in front of a big conference and repetitively s referred to Mahesh's episiotomy. And there was a row of our helpers, including his secretary and a number of other women, whose faces just grew more and more distraught and terrified the further I preached. And finally, I stopped in the middle of the sermon and asked them what in the world was wrong. And Karen Johnson whispered to me, don't you mean epidural? And I said, well, yeah, what have I been saying? She said, you've been saying episiotomy. They are vastly different. So I do have an award, a frame certificate, commemorating that faux pas. But in the end of this Psalm 103, it, it says, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. His kingdom rules over all. And then it ends with this great, you know, uh, exaltation of praise. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength and do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. So I think we should say together, bless the Lord, you his angels. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, all his hosts. Bless the Lord, all his works. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Amen. Amen. So we want to praise the Lord. Bless him and thank him that we can be together, that we are alive, and that we can give thanks to the Lord for every blessing. I thank the Lord for each of you. I thank the Lord for my wonderful wife. Thank the Lord for my, all the children. Thank the Lord for this time of worship and thanksgiving. And I would like to add to that because we have been through an extended season of astonishment and disappointment as a nation. And the overarching mantra in the public conversation tends to be uh, about the lacks, about the departures, about the negative things. And so for us and for the church, I want to say at this season, we thank the Lord for America. We thank the Lord 
for the founding of this government. We thank the Lord for the history that we have, the valleys and the mountains. We thank the Lord for our written history. We thank the Lord for our history that is still evolving. We thank the Lord for his promise and his goodness towards us. And at this season in particular, we say, God bless America in great thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. God bless America. Say, God bless America. Today, this year, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And you, you'll see the pictures of the hostages, by the way, all around this church. I just want you to know, in these coming days, as you have some time and you pray, pray in tongues and pray for the safety of these hostages. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And God bless America. So we're going to take communion together to put the exclamation point saying amen. Uh, as we have these elements, we're going to take an offering. And uh, we're grateful. I just want you to know that uh, some of these offerings we have been one of some of the faithful supporters over the years for Vision for Israel and raised funds. You know, a couple of years ago, we raised funds uh, very generously. It was, we're grateful to each of you because it became the number one ambulance in Jerusalem. And I thank you. Wow, there is the uh, <coughs> the Barry Siegel is the founder of Vision for Israel. By the way, uh, hopefully he might have Thanksgiving with us. And uh, so we are grateful for them. But we have been sowing, just want you to know, we are grateful. Some of the uh, shelters that people have run to, you have helped invest in the building of some of those. We hope we can continue to do that in the coming days. But let's make our offering to the Lord. Make your checks to All Nations Church, uh, ANC. Those watching us on the web can share in the offering with give. Make it to give.allnationschurch.us. Give.allnationschurch.us. That, that magical little imprint that comes. QR code. And so if you will come with your offering, your tithes and your offerings. Thank you, Lord. We dedicate these offerings to bless your kingdom. And we congratulate again 
Richie Newman. Bless Jess and the two boys. Grateful that we could ordain them today. We recognize that. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Richie if you'll bless the bread and I'll bless the wine. Uh, okay. I think um, I said to my wife, I think I've had an impartation of anointing for your humor on me now as well. So <laughs> I accept my humor to go to the next level too. So. Okay, I had a scripture, um, and it's 1 Peter 3.15. Let's, 1 Peter 3.15. Let's raise the bread, because I want to pray that as we take the bread and remember the physical crucifixion of the Lord, that the Lord would open up many doors for the gospel, in conversation especially. And as a friend of mine in England, friend Mark, I used to say he has a gift to gossip the gospel. And the Lord hit me in the watch about three weeks ago, and I hadn't remembered that for many, many years. And the Lord suddenly was talking about gossiping the gospel. And it's 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And this is for every believer. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is within you with meekness and fear. Another version says gentleness and respect. So I felt the Lord correct me a few months ago in the kind of political environment we're in. I've been feeling some anger really towards 
It's okay to have some, some righteous anger. But with where we're at politically, I was starting to feel some negative anger. Almost against people that politically are different than me. I was almost feeling, and I felt the Lord say, a gentle correction. That always be ready. It might, you know, we're called to love and bless our enemies. We don't really understand that much in the West. Even people that are we blatantly disagree with or different than or quite frankly ignorant of the times. I felt the Lord say, always be ready to give a defense of the gospel but do it with gentleness and respect. I felt this was a correcting word to me not to blast them with an angry spirit but bring the gospel with gentleness and respect, even if they are way from the Father right now. So, Lord, we lift the bread. We remember you were broken for all. Jesus met with some pretty messy people. They had, on their, had five husbands. They had thieved all their lives. They stole money when they were tax collectors. They did. Zacchaeus was a dishonest tax collector and the Lord went to his home and brought repentance. So we remember you affectionately today, Lord. We pray for opportunities to gossip the gospel. Neighbors, friends, wherever. May it flow out of us through the Holy Spirit that we will share the gospel every opportunity with a gentleness and respect. In Jesus' name, let's remember the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I saw these commercials these last few days. They have a new movie out called The Marvels. I don't know how many of you have seen three ladies. Superpowers. I used to. There were some old remnants when I was growing up. I came across these old remnants of comic books. There were. It had Captain Marvel with a superpower. I felt like. The Lord say, you have a superpower. I said, well, no, if I had one. I didn't know anything about it. I feel like all of us have that superpower. And it's Thanksgiving. That when you give thanks... Magical things happen. So may the Lord anoint us this week and release our superpower. Give thanks to the Lord. And it triggers awesome, awesome. In that 
surgical room in England and the hospital. The Lord released his superpower of joy and laughter that canceled out the pain, intense pain of the surgery so that I was laughing, not just right then. He healed it for the next two years. I saw everything funny, and the Lord turned it around into a plus-plus, that even that little hole that was fizzing all the time, <laughs> from time to time, I turned it into a prophetic word. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say, through the blood of Jesus, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Thank you, Lord, for every miracle, for breaking every curse. I command any infirmity attacking me, my children, my family. Be gone. In the name of Jesus, we give thanks. To the, to the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ, who heals all my sicknesses, by His stripes, I am blessed, healed, in recovery, me and my family, we are blessed, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's partake. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Put your hand on your heart. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And put your hand on your neighbor if they don't mind. And say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And healing come. Pain go. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Our prayer warriors, if you're here, you want some prayer, come on up. And we will pray. Lay hands on you and pray. If you need anointing with oil. But be blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And each of you, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Okay? Be blessed in your turkey, in your ham. <coughs> In your pecan pie. Pumpkin pie. Oh, but some, certain people, of course, if this made, 